He looks past our sins. What for you is life's greatest miracle? Perhaps the night sky with stars lighting the universe with their admonishing smiles. Or perhaps seeing your terribly sick loved one come back to life. Or perhaps the love of your family and friends. Or perhaps life's greatest miracle is the forgiveness, is the liberation of a soul from the shackles of sin, selfishness, infidelity, hatred, and bitterness. The greatest miracle is that nobody or nothing is beyond redemption. There is always the grace of new beginnings that can only come through God's forgiveness. In this psalm, the people complain to God that the nations have defiled their temple, their sanctuary of communing with God, and they murdered the holy people, even leaving them unburied. The situation is apparently that which existed after the destruction of the temple by the Babylonians. And the people ask, how long, how long the withdrawal of divine favor will last? They acknowledge that their sins have brought the suffering upon them. And now the people are now pleading for divine intervention. They complain that nations do not acknowledge Yahweh as God, that God's honor is compromised, that Israel, Yahweh's servants, suffer. But again, Psalm 79 ends with a vow of praise, a statement of faith in the Lord who saves and forgives. God looks past the sins of his people, and such was manifested in the first of the final words of our Lord Jesus. Father, Forgive them, for they do not know what they're doing. Forgiveness is always first. Forgiveness is at the heart of the late motive of the kingdom of God that he inaugurates. Jesus always speaks of God as Abba, a merciful and compassionate father, and invites all God's children to be merciful like the heavenly father. Jesus knows well and lives by his faith, in the word of God to the end, namely, that God is the God of the covenant, that God is a God who remembers and redeems his people, most especially in their sufferings and afflictions, that God is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in mercy and truth, that while God is all-knowing, he chooses not to keep a record of wrongdoings, or brood over injuries and tales of iniquities. And so, the humble and the contrite, the conscientious and the accountable then, can begin anew. Well, things are easier said than done, because our forgiveness follows the forefathers' approach of an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth, you know, which appeals to our baser instincts, isn't it? And then we are caught up in that vicious, cycle that the victim becomes the victimizer, the aggrieved becomes the aggressor. No matter how painful forgiveness is, there are those who boldly tread this apparently non-human path, the path of forgiveness, of divine forgiveness, and gradually allow God's grace of healing with the help of a support group to move on, with or without the offenders. 
And these people do themselves good by not allowing the deeper enemy of pride, bitterness, hatred, and anger consume them. It all begins with the desire to do it and to welcome God's forgiveness. Forgiveness may be the hardest part, but perhaps the most vital and the most liberating. Jesus made that brave, sincere, and complete act as he was hanging on the cross. As he chose in agony to understand and lovely pardon his persecutors, the chain or cycle of anger of revenge is broken. And with that, a new chapter, a new civilization has dawned.